Hey guys, this is Jason from Nerd News, being brought to you this week by Cloud9 Comics. If you're looking for anything in your nerd life, collectibles, toys, comic books, CGC-graded comic books, DVDs, magazines, RPG books, doesn't matter, they'll take you... They'll take carry over there at Cloud9 Comics. Paul and the guys, they will find anything you need. And if you've got some extra stuff that you'd like to sell off, they'll take that from you too. So you can get at them on eBay at uh, stores.ebay.com slash cloud9comics and more. That's cloud the number nine comics and more. You can also get in touch with them uh, at their phone number is 314-691-2864. Uh, that's Cloud Nine Comics. Always buying, never disappointing. Thank you for tuning in to Entertain the Geeky, your source for nerd news. Hey guys, welcome to Nerd News. This is Jason with you as always. Uh, I'd like to go ahead and put a spoiler alert on this episode. We are going to talk about Defenders. Um, it's been a couple of weeks since the show aired, so if you haven't watched it yet. Uh, seriously recommend going to check it out. It was uh, it was a pretty well done show. Kind of unites all of the, the the four characters from these various Netflix series into a single series. Um, and uh, then come back and listen to me talk about it. Um, so we we finally got in the Defenders. It kind of unites all our four characters: the you know Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, all coming together in a similar way that the Avengers did after their respective solo films: uh, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Incredible Hulk. They were all kind of built uh, in a way. Uh, You know, they they gave us enough time with each character to understand who they are and their motivations before trying to put them all together, which I think is a good formula. And it seems as if Netflix is trying to, uh, you know, trying to copy that formula uh, for their Marvel shows. And that's not to say that that uh, that's not to say that's a bad thing. It actually is something that works really well and allows you to spend some time with each character before you see how they interact with each other. Um, so we've had a couple of seasons of Daredevil, uh, seasons one and two. We had one season of Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, respectively, um, before popping it into a, a single series. And if you've been watching these other shows, uh, you know that the big kind of background thing that they've been doing is uh, building the Hand, the Hand Ninja Clan. Um, so they, they kind of, you know, mess with the mythos a little bit of the Hand. And if you're familiar with the comic Hand, this is... This is kind of that. It's a little different. Um, the the five fingers of the hand are uh, the leaders of these these ninjas. They are basically people who used to study in Kunlun, and when they found out about uh, immortality and the powers that they had, uh, they wanted to use it for their own gain. And the elders of Kunlun banished them. So we have kind of a sympathetic thing going on with them as characters. They just want to go home. They just want to return to Kunlun. Um, they want to, uh, you know, go back and learn again. Um, and a couple of the, the fingers we've been introduced to already. Madame Gao obviously is one. Um, if you watched Iron Fist, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> But uh, they introduced one in there as well. Uh, um, oh, the big bad guy, uh, Bakudo. Um, he was uh, killed by Iron Fist in that story, but obviously the hand doesn't die. There is no such thing as death when you are a hand ninja. 
So he was brought back, and, and then they introduced us to a couple of more uh, for this series. And Sigourney Weaver uh, is one of them. And her character, I know there was some mystery to who she was going to be playing. She's actually the leader of the Five Fingers of the Hand. Um, and I got to say, just first and foremost, Sigourney Weaver just does a, such a good job. I mean, she's she's sophisticated. She's menacing. She does so much with, with very little screen time. I mean, they only did eight episodes of this series where usually they've done uh, typically 13 for their series. Um, so there's definitely, you know, not as much time to spend with her as we would have if she had kind of, uh, you know, if we had a 13 episode series and she got to really flesh out that character, but she does a really, really good job of, of nailing who this person is and, and giving you, uh, some insight into her without having to kind of drone on and, and, and just kind of, uh, exposit all over the place. Um, they're obviously the, the five fingers of the hand are obviously immortal, the show opens with, uh, you know, with our characters kind of coming together uh, without actually knowing they're coming together. So they're all kind of investigating the same thing, uh, and it leads them to a place where they all kind of converge uh, and confront the hand. Um, we also get the resurrection of Electra, who is a character, uh, you know, that they first introduced to us in the season two of Daredevil, and she supposedly died at the end, and then there was kind of a little post-credit moment where we see that the hand have claimed her body and dug her up and they're going to resurrect her we get a little bit more of that we get to kind of go back to that moment and move forward beyond it to understand how this all works and apparently and 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 i'm even myself you know watching it a couple of times now i'm still a little confused as to how the immortality works but it appears as though the remains of the dragons that, that inhabit Kunlun and once inhabited the world, um, remains of the dragons possess some kind of uh, magical properties that allow you to return from the dead. Um, how that works is not really explored. Um, we just know that that's, that is what's going on and that is what they are after because apparently... The last of it is used, the last of it that they have is used to bring back Electra. So the other fingers of the hand are very upset at this. They, they don't think this is a good idea, wasting the, the last of their resources. Um, so obviously they are in a frantic kind of panic to find more of this. Um, and there is some. If you watched Daredevil Season 2, there was a big moment in that series where Electra and Daredevil stumble upon a big hole in the ground and then we just kind of forget about it and we never really come back to it. Um, but it was mysterious. Um, turns out um, they were actually digging down to an ancient rune that was sealed long ago by the Iron Fist. Um, basically, it's a, you know, a big dome, you know, way, way down below ground. Um, and the only way to open it is the Iron Fist. So he becomes, Danny becomes kind of a... a MacGuffin to the story that the bad guys are after, the good guys are trying to protect him because the bad guys are after him. Um, they take it a little bit to the extreme in a couple of a couple of moments, um, but we see a lot of fan favorites return. I mean, uh, side characters that you just would not expect to to uh, pop up in a series about the Defenders, um, about their team up. But we have the sidekick characters basically. So we have uh, you know we have Foggy, we have Karen. Um, you go to Luke Cage, we have Misty Knight, 
um, Jessica Jones, I'm spacing his name right now, but the, the guy that lived down the hall who was the heroin junkie who was working for Kilgrave. Um, and obviously from Iron Fist, Colleen Wing is, is, is still a big part of it. Um, so it was kind of interesting to see these characters uh, interact for the first time. Uh, Jessica Jones also gave us Patsy. Um, Trish Walker is her name in the in the show, but she was on a sitcom when she was younger called Patsy, and she played Patsy, the you know wide-eyed teenage girl, and it was just a goofy sitcom. Um, now she hosts a radio show. So it was kind of interesting to see all of these side characters within this story kind of getting to interact with one another. They don't know each other, but they have a shared connection through the knowledge of these superhero people. Um, Because Daredevil is obviously the only one who conceals his identity in any way. Jessica doesn't try to conceal her identity because she doesn't really care. Uh, Luke has found more power when people know who's coming at them. And Danny is just arrogant enough to think that he doesn't have to conceal his identity. Um, however, I would like to see eventually Danny in, a, you know, a kind of a classic Iron Fist costume. I think that would be really cool. Um, but anyway, the, the plot kind of, you know, weaves around a little bit, uh, shows us some interactions between the characters, uh, shows us some interactions between the hand. And ultimately, they get Danny to open this crypt below New York um, and inside it are the bones of a dragon, a long dead dragon. Um, And again I'm not really sure how that all works. In fact, I I think if I had one complaint about Defenders, that would be it that the the bad guy's necessity for these dragon bones is not really explored enough and it's not really understood what they do with them in order to turn them into this goopy blood looking stuff that they use to resurrect the fallen it's all just kind of very vague and ambiguous um which i found to be a little bit annoying uh but other than that the show is very fun seeing seeing you know the four characters interact with one another seeing them fight together um there's some some really silly moments um jessica comments on about the fact that she's the only one who doesn't know kung fu uh, Luke doesn't need to know Kung Fu. He's just got that super strength thing going on. But uh, Danny and and uh, Matt, uh, so Iron Fist and Daredevil, they definitely have a Kung Fu thing going on. And all the ninjas that they face uh, definitely have a Kung Fu thing going on. So it becomes quite annoying for Jessica, who in and of herself is super powered and doesn't really need uh, you know to put much into a hit in order to, to take someone down. Um, but what she finds in a lot of the fights is these, these Kung Fu masters are very adept at like dodging and kind of ducking and weaving around her. Um, so it becomes kind of frustrating for her and that led to some pretty comedic moments. Um, as far as what Iron Fist was, you know, does Danny, is Danny a better character in the Defenders? I think Danny is a better character in the Defenders. I think the problem I had with Danny in Iron Fist is he was just very whiny and, and he felt like uh, he didn't feel like his comic counterpart, this confident ninja kung fu guy, Shaolin monk, whatever you want to label it. Um, he just comes across in the, in, the, in the TV series as kind of a brat, uh, a spoiled rich kid who lost his parents and now he's trying to reclaim the fortune that he lost. And I know that wasn't what they were intending, but it's definitely how the character was portrayed. And I don't know if that had to do with the director or if that had to do with the actor, Finn Jones, playing Danny. 
but there's definitely less of that in Defenders. Now, is he still kind of a stupid kid who doesn't really understand the ramifications of his actions? Absolutely. But I think going from Iron Fist to Defenders, we got a chance to focus on him less and more as part of a group dynamic, and I think that works better. Now, whether that will lead into a better season two of Iron Fist is yet to be seen. I honestly hope it does. Um, because there's definitely a setup at the end that Danny might be defending New York. Um, ultimately, they defeat the Hand at the end, but they have to sacrifice Matt Murdock to do so. Um, which is, you know, if you've been watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if you've been enjoying these Netflix television shows, death is never the end. In fact, there is a post-credits, or not a post-credits, right, right before the credits. So the final scene shows Matt in a bed. Uh, he's beaten. He's 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 bloodied. He's being he's been bandaged up, and you see that the sitting on the bed is a nun, and Matt kind of starts to open his eyes, and she says, "Get Maggie. Tell her he's awake." Uh, Maggie is Matt's mother. Now, who this character will be in the in the television show is really yet to be seen. In the comics, she was she had terrible postpartum depression after Matt's birth, and. On a couple of occasions, I want to say she even tried to end his life. Um, So ultimately, she took to the convent to protect him from her. Um, And there is a storyline that kind of starts out in a similar way with her saving him from presumed death called uh, Born Again. So they could be kind of moving in that direction. They could be setting up that as a a Daredevil Season 3 type story. Um, but Danny, the reason I say Danny will be set up as to protect New York is Matt tells him in the final moments before they leave him for dead, basically, um, he tells Danny, take care of my city. And the final, one of the final shots is we, we kind of see someone crouched on the roof. There's, there's some shadow. It's kind of uh, the care the person is, is, is very shrouded, um, in mystery, but, uh, all of a sudden you see Danny's fist start to glow and you realize that it is Danny crouched there and he's kind of in a, a track suit of some kind. I guess that's kind of similar to what he's been wearing currently in comics. He kind of wears a track suit in comics, but he still has a mask. He's not wearing a mask in the television show, which I still don't understand. I don't you know, put a mask on. Iron Fist wears a mask. Um, But regardless, whatever they choose to do, I I really am excited to see where the end of this team-up crossover leaves them as characters moving into their own series. Because there's definitely perspectives have changed. Excuse me. Jessica. Jessica is a very kind of loner character and she is hard. It is very hard for her to accept the reality that she needs help or that she should team up with other people. And ultimately she does. And I think that her time with them has, will, will ultimately show a a changed Jessica. Luke, I think will go back into his life and he will still have the same motivations. I mean, his, his whole kind of vendetta against Miranda, you know, at the, at the end of Luke Cage gets explored a little bit at the beginning of defenders, but then gets dropped almost immediately because of the hand So I think we've already kind of set in stone what his next story will be. Uh, As far as Danny goes, I I guess we're going to have Danny be the protector of Hell's Kitchen for a little while. 
Um, I guess it really just depends on whether or not season three of Daredevil comes before season two of Iron Fist. And I'm not really sure what the schedule is yet. They have not announced it. The only thing that we know for sure is that the next series to hit Netflix will be The Punisher. And it's supposed to air sometime in November, if I'm, if I'm reading the rumors correctly. Um, so... What, whatever happens, I, I'm excited to go forward. I'm excited to see what they do. And, and I'll be excited to, to see if they come full circle and bring them back or maybe introduce us to some new characters. Um, there's definitely thought that Moon Knight would be a, an interesting character to put into the Netflix universe. Uh, obviously, Punisher was, and he's getting his own series as a result of it. But we also, you know, you could also incorporate Shang-Chi, uh, the master of Kung Fu. Um, there's various street level characters that you could put into this Netflix universe to expand it similar to what the cinematic universe has done with its ever growing roster of characters. Um, so we'll see what the future brings. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see what, uh, what Punisher brings us. I'm ready to see what the future of this, uh, Netflix series will bring us, but I'd love to hear what you think. Uh, if you've got thoughts or, 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 um, you know, ideas of your own about who should be a part of the Netflix universe, um, you know, hit, hit up our Facebook page at facebook.com slash entertain the geeky and tell us about it. We want to hear what you guys think out there about, uh, about this Marvel Netflix universe that they're trying to build. Um, so uh, moving away from TV, we had some, we had some big comic things happen this week, and this is definitely another spoiler. If you've not read the end of Secret Empire, I am going to talk about it. Um, one thing that has has cropped up is many, many tweets and and news and and quotes from Nick Spencer and the and the guys at Marvel saying they are not going to use the cosmic cube to fix this. This Hydra, Captain America, is Steve. This is the Steve. There is no other. He's not a clone. He's not an alien. All of these things. So that being said, the end of Secret Wars sees another Captain America being brought into the world. So apparently when the Cosmic Cube, which is a sentient thing, if you if you haven't read, uh, you know, recently, um, it has been found out that the, the Cosmic Cube is sentient and takes the form of a little girl called Koblik. And she befriended the Red Skull, or I guess the Red Skull manipulated her into thinking that his view of the world is actually what the world should be, and something had corrupted it. So she used her power to change the world and remake history in Hydra's image, effectively making Captain America a sleeper agent for Hydra within the ranks of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is a very interesting concept. Um... It led to, obviously, a lot of hurt feelings about uh, Captain America being a Nazi. And, and I'm, I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but I do want to go on record as saying Nazis are not Hydra. Hydra are not Nazis. Uh, in fact, Hydra, over the years in comic history, has used uh, many nations um, to further their own goals. So Hydra is not representative of Nazis. Hydra existed before Nazis, and Hydra obviously continued to exist long after the Nazis were gone. Um, that's all I wanted to say about that. So what what ended up happening when the cube changed the world or changed history, a remnant of what the world used to be was stored within it. So 
you know, naturally what that means is the pure unhydrated Captain America is there as well. And so that's ultimately how they win the day is this non-Hydra version of Captain America is manifested physically into the world and proceeds to pick up Thor's hammer and beat the crap out of Hydra Captain America. Which is a little satisfying if you've been reading the story and you've really come to hate who Captain America has become, because how couldn't you? Um, but I just, I, I am just, I have a problem with the 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 lies that have come from Marvel about we're not going to use the cube to fix everything, this is going to stick, all of this and that. And then we come to this final issue and the cube fixes everything. Now, I'm not saying that the cube is responsible for changing the world back to the way it was, but the cube is definitely responsible for the version of Captain America that's going to fix what's wrong. So in essence, the cube is still something that is utilized to save the day. And 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 basically they lied to us. They they told us one thing and then they just they went ahead and did it. They they said this is not how it is, but guess what? This is how it is. Um, and I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I actually quite enjoyed the ending of Secret Empire. It's very satisfying uh, to see the, the the Hydra regime fall and the real heroes return. I, I really dig that. I just, I have a problem with how it was done. I have a problem with what it was, what it was supposed to be and what it actually is. Now, there is a little aftermath issue coming out that has not come out yet. So maybe the, there, there's something that I haven't seen yet. But up to this point, I'm, I'm just kind of disappointed in Nick Spencer. I'm kind of disappointed in Marvel. You know, if this was the case, why tell us at all, right? Why go so – I mean, people were, were guessing, oh, they just use the Cosmic Cube and everything will be back to normal. And they kept saying, no, no. Why not just leave those comments be? Why even say anything about it? Uh, you, I feel like you're just creating more drama, and I really don't think that that's what we need. I, I, I think that we've had problems with in the past with comics being too political or too opinionated or, or whatever. And I just think that this look, this is a fantasy. This is this is not reality. This is something that we can escape from our reality by by enjoying. So I don't understand why we have to why it has to be such a divisive issue every time there's some little thing that people don't like we jump all over it and we destroy it without even understanding what it fully is um because I was honestly you know keeping an open mind when all of this started happening and when Secret Empire came I was excited to kind of finally read the culmination of all of these little pieces that they had been building and I'm not going to say I was disappointed with the story because I wasn't. I'm a little disappointed in the ending, but I was not disappointed with the story. I had fun. It had ups and downs. It, 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 Captain America became a person that you loved to hate. And I don't think that, that, that what they've done is bad or, or irreversible. I mean, everything can be changed. They changed it to tell this story. They'll change it to tell the next story. And that's how it is. So I guess... Before I keep rambling on, I guess my, my point is sometimes let's just enjoy comics for what they are, an escape from reality. Whether or not that's a good escape or a bad escape, well, it depends on the writer and depends on the comic that you're reading. But find what you like and enjoy it. And and don't judge it before you have a chance to understand what it is. Um, 
Well, that's gonna bring us. That's gonna bring us to the end. I, I went on a bit of a rant there about uh, about Captain America. I apologize. Um, so, guys, uh, thanks for sitting and, and listening to us. If you dig this, uh, there's there's so many other things on the channel. Check them out. Roger and Chris, they do such a great job with everything that they do. Uh, check us out on uh, entertainthegeeky.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash entertainthegeeky. And if you want to talk to us, you want to chit-chat, leave us a message there. We're also on Twitter at entertaingeeky. Um, so check that stuff out. Leave us some comments about what you think, about what we're doing. Uh, if you dig what I'm doing, hit like and, and subscribe and, and, and enjoy what we, have, uh, what we have coming out for you in the coming weeks. Um, until next time, guys, stay geeky.